listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I'm leaving you people. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Having a good time here on Happy Hour, as they usually do. Thanks again to Empire Fincinetic for sponsoring the show. Uh, let's get into some Husker football talk. Glenn Thomas hired away from the Pittsburgh Steelers to be the Nebraska quarterbacks coach. I want to dive into that here in a second, but I did want to ask you, Austin, a few of your thoughts on the goings-on in some things going on in college football. Okay. Uh, most recently, Alabama starting left tackle Caden Proctor entering the transfer portal. Remember, he was a prized recruit for Iowa. They had him committed. He was going to be their first five-star, probably since A.J. Espineza. They once in a while can get a guy here and there. Um, but now he's in the transfer portal. So, one, are we going to see him in a Hawkeye uniform? And two, is this more trouble brewing for Alabama? Uh, obviously, it's not good when you lose a player, but just overall, the transfer portal obviously opened 30 days after a coach leaves. That's a big one. That is a big one. Uh, six, eight, 360 pound yeah, big one. That's really big. Who started all 14 games at left tackle for an SEC champion. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Does he end up at Iowa? Yeah, probably. And that sucks to say, but let's not forget he was he's, he's from Iowa, I believe, committed to Iowa at one point. What might be pushing him away is just how nasty the fans were to him when he decommitted and went yeah. to Alabama. They yeah. were um, not pleased with that decision. So there was, there's a lot going on on, on social media surrounding Caden Proctor and his decision from Iowa fans. So maybe that's in the back of his mind and you know, maybe he wants to you know, be welcomed home, hail the conquering hero, that sort of thing. But maybe he's like, really, I, I've seen your true colors. That's how you're going to treat me. That's kind of front runner. I don't necessarily want that. Or maybe he's still waiting for them to get an offensive coordinator. <laughs> or there's like that. the rest of us. Or maybe he's going to be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Who knows with Iowa? Um, so yeah, I still think it's most likely he ends up there. Do I want it to happen? Absolutely not. Like Iowa and Wisconsin are the two schools that I don't want him to go to, but it's also not my decision, right. unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, he ends up there. I think that's where I'd, I'd ultimately put my money. And in terms of Alabama, I think Proctor is the 28th guy to put his name in the transfer portal since wow. since Nick Saban um, retired. And it's not like these are some Ohio State departures. Where Ohio State lost a couple guys, but they weren't a lot of starters. You lose your second leading rusher. You lead your leading receiver. I think your second or third leading receiver. You lose your starting center. Um, and the next guy that's rumored to be going into the portal is your basically all-world freshman safety, Caleb Downs who was the SEC freshman of the year. Again, mm. playing safety, kind of a weird position to have a freshman of the year. Yeah. But coaches raved about him. Seems like he's on his way to being a first-round draft pick before too long. The thing to monitor with that is Alabama's DB's coach went to Georgia. So mm, That's it. That could be interesting. So watch out for that. Um, yeah. I feel bad for Kalen DeBoer. I don't want to put this on him necessarily because I don't know if this is players getting away from him or players were going to leave as soon as Saban retired anyways. Well, and I I've heard the whole, like Saban's afraid of the NIL era and all that stuff. Like Reggie Bush said, said, said <laughs> as much. And I don't, I don't believe in that. Saban. I mean, there's been so much change over college football over the last 20 years. And one consistency is that Saban adjusts, Saban hires another guy, a new offensive <laughs> coordinator and Saban wins. Um, so I think that I, I, I mean, the man's just what 72 years old. Mm -hmm. at, at some point it's not, he's scared. 
You know, he had a, his team was well, it was it was in the playoffs. There's a four team play. Mm-hmm. He's just maybe ready to, to, like he said, not maybe doesn't have what what it takes from within him to do the grind up to his standards. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's scared. But it is interesting to me that there's so many guys entering the portal because I think back to Stefan Wynn of all people and how much like how people were excited and how people would just say, well, he was on Bama and you could do this like. I can even remember back to David Neville, if you remember oh, that yeah, name, David Neville. who had an <laughs> Alabama offer, and yep. that's all people would talk about would be like, he's huge, and he had an Alabama offer. That mm-hmm. means he, you know, so I think of this NIL era, part of that mass de- departure is probably guys saying, I mean, I imagine there's a pretty good price tag for somebody that's leaving Alabama. Oh, I think there would almost have to be, which is unfortunate, but it's also reality, yeah. right? I mean, Alabama's Alabama, one of the bluest of blue bloods in college football but it's a good reminder that again college football cyclical right like nick saban's not immortal he's never going to be right bama's reign has come to an end before and it looks like it's coming to an end again now right so alabama is as close to a self-sustaining program as you can get but it still had its lean years right and i'm, I'm a big kalen DeBoer guy i hope it's not under his watch that i want him to succeed but I think it goes to show that, you know, college football truly is cyclical. Like all good things do come to an end. So if that was because of the NIL and the transfer portal, if that was just happening at the same time as it, I don't know. But I'm sure it accelerated Saban's departure. Now, there are two ways to look at it for DeBoer. NIL will make it easier for him to recruit to Alabama or NIL will make it harder for him to recruit to Alabama. What I think we're seeing is that it's actually making it a little more difficult because I think some of these top guys are spreading out more, not just consulting, right? Yeah, most of them are still going to Georgia, Texas, Bama, schools like that. But you sprinkle, you know, one or two more guys per class around to the rest of the country. In five, 10 years, the power dynamic has shifted away from having your one or two favorites to, hey, this is as wide open a college football season as we've seen in a long time. Yeah, and it's interesting too because... You know, there's been times where you think an old coach would, would you know, we've seen old coaches not want to go their way. But even saving, you talk about like the transfer portal, he picked up Jameer Gibbs and Jermaine Burton mm-hmm. and, you know, or Trey Burton, one of them. I can't remember which Burton it was the other <laughs> a couple of years ago. Uh, and Jameson so, Williams from Ohio State. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's going to be part of it for DeBoer, too, is is for, for Bama to pick up in the transfer portal. But I just, I mean, and, and it's, it's so easy just to say, and everybody knows it's so obvious that you can't can't do what Saban did at Alabama. And so in, in a way you're just kind of preparing to, to, to fail the least you can, I guess. I think it's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it just, it, it's, it's really tough. And and so I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. It also is worth noting DeBoer was not going to have a whole lot coming back at Washington. So if it was a, a time, good time for a jump, <laughs> I think there's like four returning starters going back to the Huskies. So um, that was, it was a good time for, for his jump. Another question here. Uh, we learned the other day, Talia Tagalavoa, uh, apparently did not get his next year. Alabama actually, where he transferred to Maryland from mm-hmm. was trying to petition in, in his, in his, you know, to, in his behalf to get him another year. I, I get so confused on all this stuff. I don't know who deserves one and who doesn't, I suppose. Um, but, uh, it's kind of interesting for Miami cause they were targeting Talia reportedly, they end up with Cam Ward, and it's just kind of funny because the Cam Ward goes from transfer portal to NFL draft back to transfer portal, and Talia goes from NFL draft to transfer portal now back to the NFL draft. 
Um, is Miami better? I mean, do you do you, it, it's it's been a tough start uh, coming over from from Oregon mm-hmm. uh, for their current coach Mario Cristobal. Does Cam Ward change that for you? Not necessarily. I mean, he's good. Is he better than Tyler Van Dyke? I don't know. I just think he's different. There's yeah. just so much in play behind the scenes at Miami. I almost wonder if they're a little like Cowboys esque. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Um, where there's just always so much pressure, but they haven't had the same regular season success as even the Cowboys have. So Kim Ward should be good. I would say he's probably the best quarterback in the ACC next year. I like him more than Klubnik. Travis is gone. Um, Notre Dame doesn't count as an ACC school. Even though they're <laughs> playing right. their games against him. So um, he gets that nod over Leonard. I think Leary's gone from, from NC State. Uh, oh, yeah, because they get a Grayson McCall. So maybe it's McCall who's the better quarterback. But Cam Ward's going to be really good. I just don't, just don't know how much that changes for Miami. I don't even know if Talia Tagovailoa would have changed it. But here's the thing. He didn't deserve a waiver. Yeah. He just didn't it, seem, didn't appear. No, it, I'm sorry. You played two snaps in two different games. Either someone let you down by not being forward thinking enough or you let yourself down by that. Like, yeah, it sucks. It's two snaps. They're meaningless. Does it actually count as in-game experience? I highly doubt doubt it but also you knew the rule somebody knew the rule you broke it sorry you can't go back and change it well it's just weird you know it's like i don't know how major league baseball would have dealt with all this because they're very strict on on their numbers and and trying to make everything equal that's why they're really tough on the steroid era and all that um but it was just so weird because like if talia would have played then the big Ten's all-time leading passer was going to transfer out of the Big Ten. The same year, the SEC's all-time leading passer, Will Rogers, transfers out of the SEC. And it's and neither of those guys, with all due respect, are on the top 25 of the of, of quarterbacks all time in those conferences. And I'm I'm being nice by saying 25. Like mm-hmm. so it's just a very strange time. I can't keep up with who has a year here, who's gonna get an extra year there. Um, it, it it's so confusing, but uh, one thing's for sure, uh, Cam Rising will be Utah's quarterback. <laughs> yes, his sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Cam Rising will be Utah's quarterback, which is great. I'm a Cam Rising guy. 
I love that. Um, do you think Will Rogers makes his way back to Bama because of DeBoer, where he's committed before? I think that would be intriguing, going back to the SEC. I'd like to see it. Do you think he's good enough to get Alabama where it's been? And here's the thing. I know it's not just a quarterback sport, right? But yeah. Will Rogers doesn't strike me as like playoff quarterback Will Rogers, even in a 12 team. Well, they still have Jalen Milrow, too. No, so. he portaled. Did he portal? He portaled. Oh, that's bad mm-hmm. news. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Then, yeah, Will Rogers should go back there. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. When did he portal? Uh, Not long after Saban. I think it was the next day, a couple days later. Oh, okay. Boy, that's tough. Because he was basically odds on favorite. Wait, wait, just kidding. It was a fake. Okay. I got duped. Oh, you I got, got duped. duped. Okay. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I, I, that's on me. I, I'd like to think I'm somewhat plugged in. <laughs> and I, I would have, I thought I would have heard about that, but that's on me. I, I got duped. I'll raise my hand. That's, <laughs> I got got. I got got. There's too many of those Twitter accounts that, that, uh, that look legit. It looks so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get a good deal out of it. <laughs> that's All on right. me. Sorry. Well, there you go. It happens to everybody. Don't worry about it. Uh, we still got a few minutes left to talk about this before we invite Strick in for the crossover. Glenn Thomas from the Pittsburgh Steelers is, is now coming aboard for Nebraska to be the next uh, quarterback coach. Uh, Thomas coached with Matt Rule at Baylor and Temple, and not just as uh, the ball boy or anything like that. He was co-offensive coordinator at both positions. Um, Marcus Satterfield, by the way, will remain as Nebraska's OC. He'll just move to coaching tight ends. If you're looking for, as far as Glenn Thomas, like industry proven, he has been the quarterback coach uh, at Atlanta for the Falcons uh, with Matt Ryan while they were there. Uh, Temple and Baylor again, along with Matt Rule, and then UNLV and Arizona State. So um, not necessarily like it's, it's kind of a mix here for me where it's like, yeah, he's hiring one of his guys, but it's one of his guys that is, is, is pretty well, uh, has himself pretty well proven in the industry. Absolutely. I tend to like this hire. I don't know how much you know, credit to give Glenn Thomas for certain guys' successes. Like, I don't think he's the the molder and shaper of Matt Ryan no. in Atlanta, but I also don't think he was the reason Kenny Pickett failed in Pittsburgh, right? It wasn't his job to coach Kenny Pickett directly in Pittsburgh. So a guy with NFL experience at a couple different stops, different conferences, different styles of guys I tend to like. A guy that knows Matt Rule, I think is good, right? Because he knows how Matt Rule operates, but... I'm sure he'll be willing to push back, right? My biggest thing is with Marcus Satterfield as OC, he's definitely back up in the box with the quarterback's coach downfield level. How does that look for Nebraska? I was I was big on the Dana Holgerson train oh, yeah, as right. well. Um, I know Nebraska is still you know, rumored to be talking with him for some role of some sort. So I can tell you a whole lot more about the Dana Holgerson hire that didn't or hasn't yet happened than I can Glenn Thomas. So I'm just like, okay, sure. Give him a chance. Why not? I did kind of experience a little bit that of, of that too um, is because Holgerson would be just a huge get. I mean, yeah. one of the top minds as far as a passing game goes, mm-hmm. um, but the longevity wouldn't have been there. I mean, right. regardless of what role he takes on here. And if you, if you want to go ahead and make it OC or quarterbacks coach, um, you know, it, it's a little bit beneath him. Like he, he'll be, and that's why a lot of guys just kind of take an analyst job for a year. And then they're right back into the head coaching, you know, market the next mm-hmm. season. Uh, maybe just wants a break from the head head coaching. That's a it's a lot. It's a lot on your plate. So it can be nice, maybe even to have a year off in an analyst role. Um, I'm glad you you still mentioned that. Um, but to to that point, I do think there is there's a lot more longevity in a Glenn Thomas hire in this role than than it would be with Holgerson. I would think, and I know Thomas has jumped around, but I think it's a pretty safe bet that he's at Nebraska for a few years. Um, would be my guess. I mean, he hasn't 
bounced around, bounced around. Like the only reason he left Atlanta was because Dan Quinn didn't retain him. Right. And then goes to Temple Baylor with Matt Rule. Um, his history, like the reasons why he got promoted at some of these places is absolutely incredible. Like he was at, what was it? UNLV? Yeah. Uh, no, he was at Memphis. Yeah, he was at Memphis for two months. Yeah. And then Danny Langsdorf. <laughs> yes, that Danny Langsdorf yeah. took a job at Colorado. So Glenn Thomas followed up Danny Langsdorf. Then after that, um, he goes to, to Arizona State where they're, um, Zach Hill, a guy that we mentioned for Nebraska a couple times, resigns as part of the, the Herm Edwards thing mm. with the, the recruiting scandal. Yeah. So here goes Glenn Thomas, teacher OC and quarterbacks coach at Arizona State. Then he makes the jump up to the NFL level again. So it's a guy that's seen it all, that's done a lot. Fascinating, fascinating journey. And not that, you know, an 18-year-old kid has the final say-so, but I think it's a strong enough hire not to lose the confidence of the two high school quarterbacks that you recruited in this class, right? This is a guy that is respected, that has worked with some top-tier guys. Now, is it the the Holgerson name in terms of scheme and brain for a whole offense? No, but it seems like that's a really solid hire for a quarterback's coach, not just in terms of the on-the-field, but also how to handle business off the field, too. Now, those that have been listening might know this. Do you know where Danny Langsdorf is now as OC? Oh, Langs is... It proves, as I said earlier, that time is a flat circle. Oh, he's back at Temple, isn't he? He's at Temple. Yes. yes. Langs. <laughs> uh, so between Danny Langsdorf, uh, let's see, Marcus Satterfield and Ryan Day, they've all been uh, ah. they've all been Temple offensive coordinators <laughs> within the last. They're the same years. person. Yeah. So you know, one of them will probably have more success than the other. We'll see who that is <laughs> in the long run. Uh, let's take a quick break here on Happy Hour. We'll be right back. I did want to talk about Dylan Riola absolutely launching bombs at the Polynesian Bowl. Uh, and uh, and that is part of the room that Glenn Thomas has taken over. We'll get stricken here, kind of get his thoughts as well to wrap up happy hour right before on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.